Welcome to Visual Wow, the podcast for anyone in the hospitality or event community, creatives that need inspiration, and professional photographers. Join us each week for storytelling, interviews, or commentary on hot industry trends and fascinating events. Everything has a wow moment, and you are the one who must continue creating them. Open your mind, stay authentic, and discover how to pivot your skill set. Together, we will refocus what's in front of you and excel in what you do best. And now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Let's get started. Welcome to Visual Wow. I'm your host, Jack Hartsman. I'm here tonight, of course, with my partner and my wife, Monica. And our guest tonight is Shauna Lang, Senior Event Consultant from Washington Talent. And if you hear chirping in the background and crickets and other sounds, it's because we just finished a wonderful dinner this evening uh, on the veranda. Here we are in uh, COVID month four, and uh, we've all got a, uh, a glass of sangria in our hands. And we thought it'd be a great time to break out into a conversation about where we are in the world and how we find ourselves over dinner talking about the week's challenges of how events have changed and how we're dealing with customers in the way of securing their minds, helping them get through the day because they have one event to deal with and they feel like the world is coming to an end and everything, how to postpone, how to reschedule, how to worry about the components of an event. And we're juggling 10 or 15 different customers going through the same thing, whether you're on the vendor side or whether you're on the sales side. So Shauna, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. It's kind of a nice parlay. It's like dessert, but completely different. What are you finding the day is like now? I mean, you're still working uh, a 40 hour week. You're clocking in on Monday morning and the phone starts to ring. And what do you feel you kind of know what's coming when that phone rings if it's a customer with an event that's three months or, or nine months away? What's it like for you? I think it's just a matter of knowing that we're there, that we're going to be there on the other side, that I care, and uh, to make them feel that we'll be there. I mean, that's... And would you agree that it's not even a weekday job right now it's a seven days a week and we're really whether it's a company of 500 employees or a bride or a mitzvah mom that everyone has their own their own emotional input into it and it's not just monday through friday anymore no, it's not Monday through Friday. I mean, it's any time that anyone needs me, I need to be there. I need to make sure they understand that we are going to be here. We have that phone number, which is so important to us over 52 years of being here. And we have to make it and we have to understand that we're going to be there for them, whether they have to postpone their event or they have to cancel their event. We will be there when they decide to have that event, whether we decide it's going to be a virtual event that we are you know, producing now, or it's an event that's going to be live and ready to be there next year. And full disclosure, Monica and I own the photography division of Washington Talent. So you're not just a guest on the show, but we are very good friends and we are co-workers and we deal with these trials and tribulations every day together. And as Washington Talent represents bands and DJs and photographers and videographers and photo booths, how do you feel as a senior person in the company? I mean, you've been there for, what, pushing 20 plus years now. 
How do you see management in the agency uh, ensuring that when people are rescheduling, that the vendors, whether it's the band or the DJ, are going to be available for the guests? How are you giving people that confidence that they can hang up the phone with you and feel secure that their event's still going to happen? You know, it was always something that people would ask me many, many times is how can I guarantee people? And I always tell people I can't guarantee anything. All I can guarantee is I'm going to provide you great entertainment, great photography, great video, whoever that may be, when your event happens. I just hope when events come back, we're humans. We're not meant to be isolated this way. We are meant to be together. We are meant to have fun and spend you know, the best times in their lives together. So, you know, our goal is to make sure that they understand that we will be there, whether it's just a few of us. Or all of us. And funny you should mention that, right? Because we are close, our circle of trust, you know, in this world of, of COVID. And so that is why we are together. We are not meant to be alone. We're meant to be people who celebrate, who share, who have those wow moments on a regular basis. And now uh, the wow moments have taken, you know, different feelings uh, with what we do. As you mentioned, we want to make sure, we want to ensure that we are there for all, for everyone on the other side. So Shauna, you and I have had this conversation before. And what I really appreciate when I work with you is that, you know, you're not just an order taker. You really are a salesperson. And sometimes that word nowadays has a negative connotation, right? But Tell me a little bit more about that because you and I have worked on several events together. You know, especially right now, it's so important to find out what is important to your client, how to make them feel comfortable with working with you and reinventing yourself when necessary. We've had a client that we've worked together before, which was the normal thousand person gala event. And now we're dealing with a client, the same client, who, that client right? who, it. <laughs> who wants to have a party January and we don't know what that looks like, right? So whether it's a masquerade party and they want to have a masquerade, what does that look like? And how do we make it safe for people? And getting to know them enough to make them feel comfortable with us to know that we're going to make it right no matter what. And listening to them. Absolutely. Right? Not just throwing things at them, but actually thinking about what it is that they want. I mean, as you and I both know, having an outdoor space is very important for them. You know, So going back and forth and just really getting to know your client, um, I find that, you know, people send out, whether if it's a corporate job, an RFP, you have everything in your hands to really find out a lot about your client prior to even making the first phone call. Yeah, especially even with social. I mean, getting to know your client, asking them about their story to find out how I can create that wow moment for them differently than somebody else. I think now is the most important time to be your best person, to be your best vision, to be your best wow moment, better than everybody else. Yeah, especially with what we are going through, we know that on a social level, in the midst of us or the wedding, it's a multi-generational event, and that is being difficult for it to happen. So we need to become uh, really an emotional stability for them 
so that we can create that wow moment. And now we're finding ourselves doing virtual events, you know, and we're learning every day what that means and how to bring that feeling home to everyone, whether, you know, you have 10 people at your home and then everybody else is virtually attached through whether it be a Zoom call or whatever you use to communicate, yeah. we really are learning every day. It's a matter of making the experience, whether it's virtual or live, because live will come back. We're not meant to be this way, right? So it's finding out what is important to them, you know, based on their budget. You and I work on events together all the time. As we move forward, I know that we are now offering you know, more experiences, more virtual experiences added to what we do, what we've been doing every day. Sure. How has that changed or how is that evolving? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, especially for corporate, you know, we've had to come up with virtual options for, especially our corporate clients who all their employees are home with their children. So whether we put them into rooms and offer you know, uh, virtual casino parties for team building? Do we offer, you know, magicians for their kids at home while their, you know, their kids or the parents are home working? Whether we provide hip hop dance classes for camp so their kids are entertained while they're trying to work. Um, we're trying to come up with any ideas that will keep us in the mix and keep our clients to know that we care and we want to come up with options that are relevant to now and on the social side, where is that heading? You know, socially, we're finding a lot of, I mean, obviously postponements, but most people who are postponing still want to have their mitzvah service or their wedding ceremony. So how can we incorporate what we do for that, whether it being photography and video and virtually providing them entertainment to keep their client or their relatives and their family um, involved in an experience. Well, and you have a personal I attachment do. to this. I have formally moved my daughter's bat mitzvah twice, and we're going to have her mitzvah service in October. Well, and I know that Jack has been working very closely with everyone to really develop the virtual side of how to keep everybody in the loop. Jack, what's your feeling about that? Well, you know, before we dive into virtual, since you just opened up Shauna about her own experience with her daughter, there's a great experience there because it was one of the first decisions we made when the COVID break started because your daughter's thought this was supposed to be the beginning of June, right? Yep, June 20th. So, right, right, June 20th. So Allison was going to be your lead photographer from our team. And let's just talk for just a second. This kind of comes back to what we said earlier on. How do we ensure that certain acts, bands, DJs, photographers, videographers, whatever it might be, are available when somebody reschedules. So yeah, you have a little bit of pull in this because you're friends with all of us, but you know, you had to work. What was that like to be communicating with Allison and looking at her schedule and looking at our schedule, if we could cover for her, if she wasn't available as a mom, forget about the fact that oh, you're the in the Yeah. As a mom, your daughter has an attachment to the photographer you selected and you're not just rescheduling an event, but you have to make sure that the people you were going to have at your June 20th event are going to be available, not the first time you rescheduled, not the second time you rescheduled, but we still don't quite know for sure where it's going to land. So from a mom perspective, 
And then, you know, obviously shuffling with your hat as an event professional, you know, you're going to do this with clients every day, making sure that the right team is still available. What do you do when it doesn't quite work out the way the client wants? When it doesn't work out, I just have to ensure them that our team is together. We do have, you know, Zoom meetings with all of our MCs and our photographers and our videographers to make sure that they are a family with us to know that they are going to be there on the other side. I can tell you as a photographer, especially in those first six weeks, probably like March and most of April, um, I'm a guy, uh, I don't mean to put my cards completely on the table and make this a therapy session, but I'm a guy who's used to working 50, 60 hours a week. And Saturdays are the day that I make my living. I mean, end of conversation. My wife, my family, we're all a part of our business. My daughter's full-time with the company. Monica and I have been working together for three decades. And my knees started to buckle. Not about the money, not about my income, but about the fact that I wasn't working and my psyche got turned upside down. And so for you, those, those first six weeks, I mean, I remember because we were, you and I were two of the people, or Monica as well, the regulars that were going into the studio and we were dealing every day with people with just thinking everything was going wrong. Now our job is to give people solutions because now we're kind of back in that game of leading the pack. Mm -hmm. So Shauna, tell me about people who have made do or bent the rules or because of where, what state they were in, certain things were allowed to happen. My memory is that Memorial Day weekend, we all had a couple of events that went on didn't you work on a big corporate event that weekend? I did. So Nemecolon Resort brought one of our top bands there. They played in the Chateau for everybody to come outside of their rooms to hear the band. So no one was technically there, right there. So it was all social distance and outside and totally safe. But ever since then, we've had a band every there every other week. So they're using our entertainment to keep themselves relevant, keep themselves on the map. And we're seeing more and more customers doing those kind of things, mostly in the corporate arena. But moving back to social and how Zoom and other virtual things are happening, I know that, that Allison, uh, Allison Tremblay, one of our top photographers at Washington Talent, she did a, uh, I don't know, she got pulled into to do a rescheduled bar mitzvah. I don't remember exactly what happened. Can you, can you refresh my memory? Yeah. So in May, we had a, a bat mitzvah that had to be rescheduled. Fortunately, she was able to come during their Zoom service and was able to shoot the portraits and the family pictures outside. And the family loved it. They postponed the event. So photography is still a necessary need for people because people want to have their pictures done with their family. Right. And that was one of the events that also parlayed into us developing uh, our new virtual event experiences because, first of all, I personally detest the word micro wedding and micro anything, uh, not just because I don't like it, but because as event professionals, when I hear the word micro wedding, clients think immediately micro prices. Mm -hmm. And we all still need to make a living. And there's a lot about that is really the fundamentals of what this podcast is about. So we noticed in the early days of, uh, of May when people were doing, you know, once people could breathe a little bit outside of COVID, people were just like, oh, we're just going to do a Zoom session and whatever it's going to be, we're going to do a Zoom session. And we realized that things were, that's just showing people the back of people's heads staring at a computer screen. But most people are not attuned or focused on staring at a computer screen to watch something for more than five or 10 minutes at most events are far longer than that. 
So uh, as Monica was talking about earlier, we've really developed our virtual department into a whole new part of our company. Uh, we're going to talk about this in many more podcasts to come and probably in a teaching lesson as well, where we're trying to make it so that the virtual guest at the function, wedding, bar mitzvah, whatever it might be, is feeling as much a part of the event as the people that are actually there. Sure. And we're doing that with professional videography. Uh, we're doing that with multiple audio sources, so it's not just a lapel pin on a groom, but the same way you're hearing crickets in the background because we're recording outside right now, it's hearing the sounds that are going on at the backyard wedding. Uh, or as the father of the bride said to me, who I'm, I'm photographing next weekend, if somebody falls in the pool during his daughter's wedding, he wants everybody who's tuning in virtually to hear the splash. So I think the virtual world is not just here, but here to stay. COVID or not, again, coming back to something we were talking about earlier, we are in a three-generation world. And events from this day forward for many years to come are really going to be two generations plus one or two people. So what do you think about that angle of, of what we see in the future? How as live events do start coming back, hopefully sooner than later, how do you see the virtual world continuing in the clients or in the jobs and events that you're working on still for next year and 2022? I mean, I still think that there are people that are going to be nervous and scared about coming, especially the elderly community. So you have bar about mitzvahs with grandparents and people out of the country where Zoom and virtual can be viable. I mean, having someone run a Zoom call for a bar mitzvah or a wedding where you have guests from out of the country or places where they're not going to be, now you have a solution to enable them to capture the event with the live event taking place. This is something that we haven't had before as an option for clients. So now we have that option as an extra. And with that said, as Jack mentioned and you've mentioned, this doesn't mean that you don't charge for it, right? It means that we are expanding on our services. And so as professionals, we still need to be professionals and charge as it comes. So each service comes with, with its own details that we're offering to the client. So don't be afraid, I would think you would agree, don't be afraid to really talk to your clients and tell them, you know, how things differ and how we are applying different because we are rescheduling things. And so yeah. we might apply things differently of what they have already shared with us or ha have contracted with us. And so how it is different, but it might be additional. Well, people are looking for a solution. People are looking for a solution to bring others together that wouldn't normally be able to be there. And now we have that solution. So technology is not inexpensive. It never has been. You get what you pay for when you deal with technology, you know, and, and if it's not done right, they're going to be upset. So, I mean, you have to do it right. You have to be stand by your technology and, and whether it's being an MC that's running that Zoom call so your clients can hear, so they're being muted when they're supposed to be, so they have the information of the clients that are on the Zoom that they enable to give that client the experience, right, that they want to do in that wow moment that they're looking to have. Uh, you know, for years I have argued and debated and very infrequently waffled on the fact that I believe 
when you sell photography, you have to sell it with an album. And from about 2006 to about, I don't know, 2012, 2014, there was about six or ten years in there where the, the rage of the digital era was shoot and share. Mm -hmm. And people got digital files and they didn't need an album. And for many years I argued the fact, well, it's really hard to break out a DVD or a thumb drive that's sitting in your desk drawer to show people pictures. Well, let's move forward a few years. Here we are now. Almost every job that I'm shooting this over these last couple of months and for the next several months are jobs that have been, let's just use the word reorganized from the way they were already, they were originally conceived or have been rescheduled, whatever it might be. But I feel like I'm doing the, the part A, mm -hmm. whether it's a wedding or a bar mitzvah, I'm doing a, I'm doing a part A. And then part B is this big question mark in 2021 or 2022. And so just as recently as today, I was writing a proposal for a virtual wedding that we're doing in three weeks. And I pulled my album costs out of the proposal because the bride who's going to have a wedding at the end of August is going to, she in her mind right now, she's planning to have a whole nother ceremony and a whole nother reception uh, in May of next year, in May of 2021. So why would I want her to worry about the investment right now of an album? And now we pull that expense out. It's one less thing they have to worry about. And we will add it to the whole package come next year when they do it. On that same subject, I've done several of these virtual events now. And I, I really thought that I knew what I was doing. Every time I do it, it gets easier and it gets better. But I got to tell you, just yesterday, I really got a whole new set of cards handed to me and had to completely change most of what I thought I already had written in stone. Um, this situation was a bride and groom only with a clergy at the wedding. And I had a Zoom meeting with the mother of the bride and the bride, and I said, I just don't understand because everybody's local except for the groom's parents. And the bride, one of the sweetest women I've worked with in many, many years, she is so cautious about COVID because she has uh, immune deficiencies, immune system deficiencies. She has to be careful for herself, issue number one. And issue number two, her dad is a medical professional. So dad goes to the hospital every day and she's been hearing it from the front lines. But more importantly, she and her husband decided that because his family can't come from New York without being quarantined for two weeks, and she didn't feel it was appropriate for her family to be there without his family. So instead, they came to us to expand upon the services that they already had, that they had left in place from the reschedule, meaning they kept their photographer and they kept their video package. And now we've added the virtual component, and it's just going to be the bride and groom mm -hmm. and the rabbi. And I think what's so unique about this is that we don't have to play to a live and a recorded audience. It's just the virtual audience that we're really worrying about. So we are putting on the Zoom session the entire procession, which is all of two people. The ceremony of the two-camera video shoot that's all going to be passed into the Zoom session. And then after they're done with the ceremonial stuff, she's going to, the, the, the bride and the groom, are going to walk to the camera, walk to the, uh, to the main video camera, which is the camera that everybody from the Zoom session is looking at, and they're going to blow a kiss to all of their virtual guests. And not to coin the phrase of what visual wow is all about, 
But that is absolutely the wow moment of that wedding. Sure. One of the things we're going to try to do in this podcast is to help people. It doesn't matter if you're a florist or a limo driver or the caterer or the hotelier, the photographer, whatever it might be, how to rethink what you do. And what I'm most excited about for this event is that when the ceremony is over and after they've done their two fur dance, first dances, because, of course, she's got two dresses, which means I have to broadcast this podcast after her wedding so I don't let the surprise out. But she's going to have her two first dances, and then they're going to do their blessing and their cake cutting before we end the Zoom session so that everybody can be a part of it. Then the videographer and myself, we're going to tour around D.C. We're going to jump in the limo with them. We're going to go to dinner with them. We're going to go down to the waterfront. We're going to do a nighttime picture with the monuments. And we're just going to have a great wedding experience. And I think what we're trying to share with everyone is that we can still do this. We can still make a living. We can still help people do their events the way, slightly different, slightly modified, but we can still do events in this COVID time, in this changed world, until we get things back to normal. So with that, I wanted to thank the crickets for not being too loud. (laughs) The lovely time we spent out here on the patio, on the veranda. We got the podcast done before we got to the bottom of the sangria, which is probably a good... Oh, there's more sangria, Monica says. (laughs) Uh, But we've had a great time out here. I want to thank you for your time. And um, I hope we can really do this again. Monica, any last-minute thoughts? Not really, other than, as Jack said, the sangria is still flowing. We're a team. We are all in it together. We will all come through it together. And it is up to each and every one of us to really bring that wow moment, whatever that might be for you, you know, to the forefront. Uh, We're not selling widgets. So if I were to really give any advice to everyone who is listening is to treat each client with their own uniqueness treat each client with their own how their with their own thoughts you know what their struggles are and listen to them and i think again after working with both jack and shauna for quite a while we really try to do that every day Uh, before COVID, during COVID, after COVID, we listen to what each and every client has to say. And Shauna, what do you think about kind of a message for listeners, whether they're event professionals or they're consumers, kind of a message out there from your perspective to give to people who are in the middle of their event transition. They don't know about canceling. They don't know about postponement. What's a message, a positive message you can give them when they pick up that phone and they have to call whoever they're talking to? You know, I think it's a matter as an event professional to be your best you, to do the best job you can do for your client, to listen to them and be there for them and knowing that we're going to be there on the other side. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. If you like what you heard tonight, please give us a great review. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Visual Wow. Did you feel the energy? Can you pivot and come along with us for this journey? We know your time is valuable and you have other great podcasts calling for your click. If you like what you heard, want to show us your Visual Wow, click a five-star review. If you know an event professional you feel should be on our show, please 
go to visualwow.com. Each week, there'll be more storytelling, interviews, or maybe just commentary on interesting events or photography topics and trends. See you next time.